It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate around the UAE and available on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. As our weekend continues on our Sunday morning in Dubai, October the 29th today, and I hope your weekend is going well. First off, yes, first off, congratulations to the Springboks for becoming World Rugby Champions today, beating my beloved All Blacks, and it hurts. Wow, what a game. We have never seen a World Cup final like it, and it just wasn't to be for the All Blacks. But all credit to South Africa, our biggest respected foes when it comes to international rugby. Well done. And I have managed to compose my emotions for the podcast this morning because when we leave this comment, it is easy to switch it all up into the Dubai UAE real estate world. And of course, that is our space. That is where we live, don't we? And coming up this morning, we are taking a look back at some of the stories, the interviews with our seven days of real estate for you. And this week in the ever-evolving landscape of Dubai's luxury real estate market, the spotlight has now shifted towards Palm Jebel Ali's off-plan sales, sparking anticipation and a potential slowdown in sales across other upscale communities. And this was reported by Readin GCP this week. Two rounds of sales at Palm Jebel Ali unveiled, of course, properties priced between 18 and 40 million dirhams. The demand for this new Palm is captivating high net worth investors. There's no doubt about that. But the report also said additional factors like geopolitical tensions since October the 7th could also contribute to the sales variations observed. And they say it's important to keep an eye on how these geopolitical factors might affect demand in the market going forward. Well, coming up next, as I say, we're going to be looking back at some of the interviews over the last seven days, including the renovation space, buying to make new and then selling for a profit. Unlock the secrets of real estate and stay informed about the latest real estate buzz with hot market trends, emerging suburbs and hidden gems. Yeah, good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so I, I work in, in some of the villa communities in Dubai and what I'm seeing is we, we're getting a high high demand of investors coming in, looking for the kind of older, more rundown villas, typically to renovate them and flip them essentially and look for look for a high return. Now they're looking for some villas that are typically rundown, they're looking for villas that have particularly nice views potential to extend the plots um, or add on an, an additional bedroom. So the majority of clients I'm working with at the moment are looking for exactly this. And what's been happening like over the last uh, 12 months around this whole reno? Because there was sort of a patch there, I think, where it was quite flat. Yeah, I think so. But obviously, you're, we're competing against the off-plan project. So if someone's looking to come in and purchase something which offers a high return on investment, they can either look at getting a luxury villa 
from an off-plan project and flipping it on handover, or else they can come into some of the established communities, pick up a, a rundown villa, uh, renovate it, and then they're getting pretty much the same returns. And they know that the, the community is already established, so the need is already there for those luxury villas. And what have you seen in this particular space, Matthew? I used to live in the Springs and I think I only moved out a couple of months ago. You literally couldn't walk the dog without seeing every other villa having the builders in or the renovation teams in in order to bring it up to either, as Dean said, to a standard whereby the new owner will see a return and or you know to see people that are actually end users coming in and just wanting to make it a family home to their specification. And I think this is where current landlords or, or current owners need to understand that if they're going to do the renovation before selling it, you know, they could actually be on the market for a bit longer because, you know, you're doing it to your specification. Get the complete picture with inside access to the UAE real estate market on the Dubai Property Podcast. And good morning to you, Jonathan, in Wales, another listener who has written in from Wrexham, and you're moving here next month. You'll be renting first and then buying, and you said that you've learned uh, so much from the podcast about the market without being here. Thank you, Jonathan, for that, and do keep in touch. And just a reminder, our email is dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we love hearing from you no matter where in the world you might be listening to us from. Also this week, we talked about Dubai's Rental Dispute Centre, which is embracing cutting-edge technology in a bid to streamline legal proceedings. Now, they've unveiled the metaverse litigation, is what they call it. It's a virtual platform for real estate dispute resolution. Yeah, I, I mean, I really do hope it comes along and effectively quickly because the courts here, whenever a tenant or a landlord goes to court, everything's in Arabic. So if you don't speak Arabic, you have to just trust that the person representing you is saying everything how you want to come across. They don't speak English to you. It's quite a lot of, of not really knowing what's going on. It's a lot of grey areas. Yep. So AI, it's definitely going to be a big part of the real estate sector. What about running and and with plenty of height, because I understand that this is a, is it a Guinness World Record, Matthew? 335 metres. Tell us what's going on here. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a bit of news that caught my eye this week. A new Guinness World Record for Dubai amongst the hundreds of other ones they've got. They've stuck a running track 153 metres in the air on top of the building, which now makes it the highest running track in the world. You wouldn't want to take a trip. The siding looks relatively small. Maybe it's the perspective. Pretty impressive. You can see the Burj Khalifa and other towers. But yes, yet another world record for this city. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. And another story this week, we looked at what you can buy when it comes to spending 750,000 dirhams on property for your visa with Mario. And this was quite surprising as I asked Mario to break down some of the numbers for us. Yeah, that's right, because uh, a two-year renewable visa uh, comes with a property purchase of, of, of a unit valued at 750,000 dirhams. 
or if you're looking at in US dollars, that's two hundred and four thousand uh, dollars. This is where also a husband or a wife can be sponsored, including children. Now, before I actually go on to talk about uh, the the seven hundred and fifty mark, it was interesting that as I was looking through the different Emirates what you could actually get for your money. And I came across something which astounded me that for 350,000 dirhams, which is obviously near enough half of what you would need to get this visa, you can actually buy a four-bed apartment in, uh, in a project called Emirates City in Ajman. Now, it's not a, a particularly small apartment. It's 1,600, uh, 1,636 square feet. And to make it even more uh, affordable, a three-bedroom in the same location uh, costs 250000 which I thought was astounding. Yes, well, that is particularly good buying. And, and you know, Mario, I guess even if somebody was just thinking, well, this is a roof over the head, they might have a couple of kids, even if you're quitting it after 12 months and you're still getting the same money back, it's not bad because you're not outlaying a great deal of money. So so there's that. And there's also what can you get for the two-year visa in Ajman? Well, then if you're looking to clearly get a visa and Ajman is one of the Emirates that you want to stay in for for 750 you can get yourself a three bedroom uh, apartment which is much much bigger this this will be 2182 square feet but this is going to have an absolutely amazing sea view in downtown Ajman now if we then look at one or two of the other emirates uh, in Sharjah in an area called Al Majaz uh, 750 will get you a three bedroom with a huge size of 3000 square feet and for slightly less you can get one kind of a uh, thousand square foot less, which would be a, a, another three bed in the same location. Otherwise, again, you're looking around sort of three bedrooms in Sharjah for, for the 750 mark. Yes, exactly. So one can be an investment property. All right, let's have a look now at Abu Dhabi and in terms of what people can buy when it comes to visa. I just looked at one. Now, for just over 790000 which obviously will, clarify, uh, will qualify for the visa, you can buy a three-bed apartment, approximately 1,200 square feet on an area called Al-Rim Island, which is very, very popular. It's a freehold area, area and it is very close to the financial district and the Galleria Mall. So a nice unit there. Now, lastly, I don't want to forget about Dubai. 750 will get you a few options. But one area we haven't spoken about much, but we will do due to Palm Jebel Ali, is an area called Dubai Waterfront. Now, inland, there's a project there called Badra, and you can get a three-bedroom with approximately 1,411 square feet, uh, which will set you back 750. But also you can buy sort of off-plan units in JVC, approximately 1,700 square feet for just over 700000 for a three-bed apartment. From off-plan investments to the latest development projects and luxury branded residences, we cover everything on the Dubai Property Podcast. We also this week spoke to James Rayleigh, a principal at Hydric and Struggles in Dubai about filling leadership roles in the real estate sector. And I asked if somebody from another industry who had the right leadership skills and sets the right tone, especially around culture, 
that there really isn't any reason why that person couldn't transition into a leadership role within a real estate company. Yeah, I think you cannot underestimate the importance of leadership in a role like that. Some of these organizations are huge and not all leaders are able to shape culture in a way that will engage and motivate the talent to to be at their best. Um, so there are a whole set of attributes. Sales, of course, is important, but there's an awful lot more going on, uh, understanding the market. What's the latest innovation in, in real estate? How can we bring the best architecture to bear and how does that fit the market in, in, in five, ten years when the development is complete? So there's an awful lot, um, an awful lot to be considered when, when selecting top leaders. What do you like the most about living in Dubai? I mean, it's really home. I, I'm very fortunate. I have uh, a lot of my wife's family uh, living around me, but there's so much to do. It's such a safe place to live. In certain pockets of Dubai, that sense of community, and particularly where I live, uh, is absolutely wonderful. So I, I, I expect to be here for a long time to come. And the last three years, you must have, like everybody else, just watched in amazement with what is going on, especially around building Dubai. Yeah, I mean, the, the growth is is absolutely extraordinary. Let's hope it continues. Uh, I, I expect that the market may correct at some point in, in the next 12 months, but we'll see. And when we sort of come back to the CEOs, the, the leadership, they've got to kind of be skilled up to a little bit of a, a higher level in some ways when it does come to AI, because you've got to be across this because this is changing at a rapid pace. And, you know, I had a really fascinating conversation with a, with a CEO in Abu Dhabi a, a few months back. Uh, and I was asking about AI and a number of other innovations, and 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 this organisation was really investing heavily in that in that space. At one point, not AI, but we were talking about the metaverse, and they are building all sorts of um, developments within the metaverse. And I said, you know, what what is the return on investment for this? He said, well, look, there, there are some elements of of sales uh, and and brand building uh, associated with it. Um, but the opportunity cost is, is substantial because if the metaverse really does take on, we'll be ahead of the game because we're investing early. Uh, if it doesn't, then frankly, the cost of us investing it is insignificant by, by comparison. So it's, it's, it's that openness to experimenting with these new different types of technology um, that I hope will keep the Middle East really ahead of uh, other parts of the world. Get insider tips from industry professionals and level up your real estate game by unlocking the secrets of successful real estate transactions. Hey, that's another Sunday seven-day look back at some of the interviews that we have done this week. And if you are looking at property today around the UAE, enjoy your day. Plenty of good luck to you when it comes to looking at real estate. And if you are South African, enjoy your world champions and once again being victorious. We'll get you next time and look forward to your company again next week. Catch you back then. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.